You're listening to the New Utah Podcast with your hosts, Bree. People can say my name and I still don't pay attention. Chris. This is what happens when your number one health concern in the state is porn. Jeremy. Flicks it and then walks out and just kicks the living crap out of whoever. And Julia. This week on Julia does everything that's embarrassing. Did I just see you put a pen that wasn't working back in the pen drawer? Well, it's a nice Star Wars pen. It's yeah. not a drawer. But does it work? No. Then don't fucking put it back there. <laughs> Who does that? Well, I, it's, <laughs> it's a Star Wars pen. So? It's like, he's like, it won't write. I'll put this one back in and grab another one out. Like, then someone's going to pull that one out that's later, the, and it's that's not going to write. like the junk drawer everybody has. No, dude. I want those pens to be useful. My my, uh, my kids will put... Ba- they'll take batteries out of something that's dead and put it in the junk drawer. This pen doesn't leave this space. The pen that Brighton and uh, Julia got us for our uh, oh, yeah. wedding. That's right. And uh, I'm on number pen number two inside. The ink inside is uh, the refill, the first refill, because the other one finally ran out. It's a nice pen, though. Which, it is a nice pen. I like it. It's got a good weight. Uh, it's good good heft. Oh, it's episode 389 of the New Utah podcast before we get too far. The pen has it. a good girth to it as well. Yeah. <clears throat> I like me a girthy pen. Um, Julia. Do you like girthy pens? I like I like thin cross pins too quite a bit. I find as I'm getting older though the 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 bigger pins are easier for me to mm-hmm. deal with because the the small ones tend to cramp my hands faster. Um, and then you know our audience that's young doesn't even know what a fucking pin is because right. they just text everything. And they don't use periods. Apparently not. And they don't use periods. Well, thanks for talking into like, the right part of the mic. Like one of my clients today. I say, just redline your electrical plan, please, and tell me what you want. He sends me this War and Peace novel spelling out every plug, and and I respond, and I'm like, that's a lot to digest. Can you just print it? He's like, I don't have a printer. Yep. That's the thing. They don't have printers anymore. (laughs) Like, they don't have much anything. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, So, we just had Halloween? Yeah. Um, so we had, because Jeremy decided to fucking leave town for his birthday for Halloween. It was which, so weird. So I had a really good time, and I'll get into that in a second. But I will admit, it was weird not being here for Halloween, because that is my favorite. Yeah, it's and it's a thing, and I would have loved to go to your house. We did have trick-or-treaters this year. We hadn't had them in a couple years, which is why I just said, fuck it, we're going to go to Jeremy's house. We got six knockers all That is night. six more than you've had in the last, like, yeah. two, three years? Yeah, yeah. It was weird, because we'd had a few, and then... Because it's like, I don't think we're going to get any more. Do you? And I was like, two more. We had three Three more. Three more. We missed one because they came at like five and we weren't home. Like, that's too early, people. People aren't necessarily home that early, so. I was, um, I went into work that day and so Chris is like, what if I just go get some cheap tacos and we just like, and I was like, yeah, that sounds good. So I, you know, he knew I was about. 15, 20 minutes away, so he went to get food, and I wasn't back yet. And, and we got there was a trick-or-treater. And he lost out. He never Sundown came back. Sundown is kind of the... And if you yeah. got the little ones, sunset, but yeah, that's a tad yeah, but that Well, I mean, it was because daylight savings um, hadn't happened yet, yeah. so it was still pretty dark. So anyway, that was Halloween. Um, we watched some Halloween-style movies, uh, and uh, I made Brie watch Child's Play for the ah. first time ever. Just one? Just yeah, the first. You know, the first one's a good one. Um, the others are mm, meh. Bride of Chucky's okay, but the first one's the really good one. Yeah, and it's not that good, no. by the way. Um, None of those movies are, honestly. No, it's just they're B-rate horror. That's films. what they are. <laughs> they're, they're slasher flicks. They're great. Um, but uh, yeah, so that was uh, that was that was the eventful Halloween that we had this year. I didn't dress up at all. I, I, I dressed clothes. up as Boo. 
I did see the boo pigs. Yeah, that the boo was were, cute. Those were cute. But, so uh, while you guys were while you guys were trick treating and having your trick or treaters, we were out doing our deep sea fishing. I was gonna say, did your uncle get any trick or treaters at his ranch no. uh, in the middle of fucking nowhere? No. So what they do is <laughs> they do a trunk or treat in town. Yeah, that's why. By the way, that's why no one goes to doors anymore. Which, trunk, trunk or treats everywhere. But for them, it makes sense because you could trick or treat for two hours and only got four houses. So. Yeah. In his area, it makes sense to trunk or treat, and the community gets together. And so that's one of those Here, cases where- people trunk or treat because they don't want. Look, I'm really pissed off. I don't have kids anymore that trick or treat because I really want those drugs, those free drugs that come out. So of many TikToks about people making jokes saying, "You know, I didn't go to the dispensary because I was thinking I was going to get all these drugs with the trick or treat candy <laughs> yeah, like, and not even one gummy." I just it I, the whole trunk or treat thing has completely ruined normal trick or treating. Like kids don't, and I think that's part of like one of the issues over the years that have made kids bigger bitches. Overall, is like you know when we were kids. We wanted fucking candy. We worked for it. And we worked uh-huh. our asses off for it. And we walked from how we didn't have our parents and fucking drive us around. No. We walked. If anything, our parents were like a block behind us in the car staying warm. And if just at all. Made, yeah, if at all. But usually not. Like when we were kids, the parents like my mom. Even never my fucking, mom didn't do that. Yeah. My mom never came with us. Mm-hmm. Like we fucking walked around until we couldn't do it anymore. We had pillowcases full of candy. You had to go up. You had to ring a fucking doorbell. You had to say trick or treat. In Iowa, you had to tell a joke. Yeah. And here. Like this, stupid. Half the fucking kids out of the six, half of them didn't even say trick or treat. They just stood there. there. One kid didn't even come up to the porch. He had another kid holding his bag, and the kid was like, "Oh, I have his bag. Hold on." And he he's pulled got, out another bag. I'm like, "He's got anxiety." Holy shit! Now I did buy a chocolate bar off a neighbor kid who just walked up to me coming out of the garage the other day. But whatever. Anyways. That kid deserved my money for doing that. So when you guys were doing that, I was with Captain Ron. Did you guys ever see the movie Captain Ron? Uh, no. no. Okay, well, then it won't make much sense. But so, <laughs> it so, will to our listeners. I'm sure at least one of our listeners has seen Captain Ron if they're old enough. It's I've a hilarious heard of show. It, you I just... see it. Anyway, so um, the, the, the oceans have been pretty rough. Keep in mind that we're coming out of hurricane season in yeah, the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah, yeah. So we show up. Our normal captain, who we've been with before, wasn't there. So it was the actual owner of the the charter company, the crusty old dude, the Captain Ron. Uh, we, so we got up to the boat and he's like, okay, you guys, these waters are pretty choppy. And if this isn't really what you thought you want to do, we can turn around and go back. But I'm telling you what, once I drop anchor, you're paying for this trip. <laughs> that's awesome. We're all like, okay, that's a good way to start out. But we get out there and like, we're fine. I mean, you've got, I, 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 I'm guessing based on that, like he's probably had people that are like, get out there and like, we get, oh, we're just sick. We're throwing so, up. So, so we got Jonathan, who's a roller coaster junkie. You got me, who's been deep sea fishing before. You got my dad, who's a freaking sniper yeah, green beret. And, so like for us, it was like, okay. I mean, it was choppy water, but like we were fine. Uh, it, it makes it interesting when you're catching these, these, 60, 70 pound fish and you're trying to bring them in and the boat is, and you got like fucking seven foot practically touching the water and then it goes up to where you're practically laying down. So it was a little challenging, but after about 30, 40 minutes and we, we, we were catching quite a few, uh, quite a few fish. The captain's like, well, I under- underestimated you guys, but yesterday our group of five, there was three of them puking over the side within 20 minutes. <laughs> so, so we didn't yeah, fly. So that so probably literally happened to him like the day the before. Day before. Yeah. So in fact, we spent about 30, 40 minutes in the first site. And he's like, well, if you guys are up for it, we'll go out farther. And we're like, okay. So we went out and I did not know this because I'm not really a deep sea fisher, but the best place is around the oil rigs. 
Oh yeah, I imagine because the, the fish tend to it's like coral reefs. Kind of, yeah, there's so, something to commune around. Yeah, so yeah. we went, we were about an hour out. Yeah, was last time we were maybe twenty or thirty yeah, minutes. That's so, so we were an hour out by some of the rigs. By some of the rigs, and we were catching lots of fish. It was a lot of fun. Some anyway, big stuff. Yeah, Any good stuff. That's awesome. I, I don't know if that sent you guys pictures. You sent me a picture of Jonathan with Jonathan one. with his. Yeah, that, that thing was probably four feet. No long. swordfish. Yeah, what's that? No, no. swordfish. No swordfish. No, no big tuna either. No big tuna. Damn. No big tuna. But it was a lot of fun. But yeah, the captain was funny. And then, then of course, my uncle starts giving him beers, so he chilled out after a, a little. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh okay, you guys are gonna be you that kind of right. Which I, I mean, I imagine he gets all kinds of idiots and jerks. But fine. How much? How much repair did you have to do? Because you guys, like half the trip is spent fixing, fixing your stuff. Shit, yeah. Uh we did some amount of fixing. However, there was so much that they brought in a crew to cut down trees oh, and yeah. stuff, like the big heavy stuff. So we did a fair amount. Jonathan mowed. We did repair jobs, but but yeah, the big stuff they he actually had to bring a crew in for because it, it was just massive. Yeah. Just a lot of trees downed and stuff like that. So anyway, we had a good time. It was really weird not being here for Halloween. Jonathan yeah. and I both agreed that was. How how did Jonathan like the trip though? Because this is his first time. This yeah. is his first time hunting and fishing. Well, big sea fishing like this and hunting. He got a deer, by the way. Oh, nice, nice. He had a blast, and he's like on the way home. He's like, ah, oh, I can't wait to go again next year. That's so awesome. That's we had good. a good time. It was a lot of fun. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm That's glad really you guys good. had a good time. How did Heather do at the house of the trick or treaters? So, she, so it's funny. She's so she, at first she wasn't sure if she was going to do my tradition of the fire pit and all that. But then kind of last minute she said, no, I have to because it's been our tradition. So she had the fire pit, the hot cocoa, want, the donuts. Yeah, you want people to still come and expect Yeah. That. So she said it was a smaller year, meaning we probably only had 150 to 200 kids. So for but us, still, that, that's pretty small for you guys. That was a smaller year because there's been years. That's because our we had we had some of your trigger treaters in our house. Six, you guys took yeah, part of our. Yeah. The Kearns people stayed over here in Kearns this year. I think it's just uh, overall our neighborhood's just growing up. We do have the yeah. newer stuff behind us, but like in our cul-de-sac, Jonathan's one of the youngest. Yeah, and I take that back. We do have a couple neighbors with like little, little two, three-year-olds, but of the group that's always been there, Jonathan's on the. Well, I mean, that's kind of the same with us. Like the the two houses down there, their kids are even getting older, and the ones that just moved in, their kids are the youngest. But yeah, were they some of the ones that stopped or no? The two littler kids, the little girls. I have no idea. <clears throat> it was dark. They were <laughs> wearing costumes and masks. I have no idea who they were. That's the thing about Halloween. They're not distinguishable. There was one kid that came in like plain clothes and I don't fucking care. I honestly don't care. Like I I don't care about age either. If you if you show up if you show up to my door asking for candy, I'm gonna give you candy. As long as you're not a jerk. I did see one video of someone who was like going through their kids' candy and someone gave them a baggie that had Fucking nice, like, uh, shin, ramen. nice shin ramen, fucking with the, chopsticks, with spoon, uh, with a, ramen soup, uh, a ramen, like, soup spoon, like a broth spoon, and, like, chopstick helpers, like the little thingies that go on the back of chopsticks wow. for people that can't use them. Well, like, that's fucking cool. Like, maybe I should do that. Like, I maybe I'll switch to, like, full-size candy bars, because I could just go to the gas station and get those for cheaper than what I paid for. get 10 or 12 just to be on the safe side, and yeah. you'll probably be fine. <laughs> get a dozen candy bars. I'm good. Just pick up a packet. From like Costco, yeah, that's cool. Costco. Uh, well, that's good. I'm glad you had fun. Um, uh, last night uh, was the uh, uh, second RSL playoff game against Houston, uh, Houston Dynamo. So, uh, Bree and I's voice will be. Um, <laughs> you can hear a little bit of frogginess and Bree's a little subdued because a lot of yelling. It was loud. It went to PKs. Um, that stadium was very, very, very loud, especially in the second half. Was it cold or not too bad? 
No, it was fine. Not too bad. It was a little windy. I even took my jacket off after for a minute because it was because we it? were yelling, and it like it, got I got warm. warm enough that I took warm. my coat like, off. It's been hit and miss the last few days, like really cold, and then it'll warm up ish, and then get really cold again. Yeah, I mean that's fall. It's fall. Yeah. So anyway, um, so. There is a game three. Uh, we want it home, so we're going to force Houston to a game three. It's at Houston. It's four o'clock on Saturday afternoon. Um, go watch it. Um, you can find it on Apple TV. I don't know if it's nationally televised or not, um, but you should definitely try and watch that game. If we can win, then we'll have a home away home where we're the yeah, home side. So we'll have two against, games here. Uh, against Sporting Kansas City. Uh, which is a big rival of Real, especially when it comes to playoff games. It would be great to see. The chant that we have for them is F-U-K-C. <laughs> There's shirts you can get that say F-U-K-C. There's, there is a lot of bad blood between us and Kansas City. Like people geographically, Colorado's like the rival, but it hasn't been a competition. But Colorado, yeah, we've, so the Rocky Mountain Cup, I think we've had it. Like 15 out of the 17 times or whatever it is yeah. that they've been like, doing it. That's not a competition. Like, and I feel bad for their fans because that ownership group is I think that they've garbage. had it three times out of however many times we've played. But, uh, but Kansas City, that's a whole different ball of wax. Like, sporting Kansas City, there's no love lost there. And it goes back to playoff final, like final MLS Cup finals and, and stuff. Um, and like championship matches. Uh, so being in the championship with them again would be. Well, a real well, feather in the we cap. won't be in the championship. We'll just be in the playoffs. Well, you know them. what I mean. But, uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, go watch that. Um, don't forget about Smith's ballpark giving yep. away free stuff for Turkey Day. Um, Wednesday, the 22nd. 10 to 3.30. Put it in your, in your funk. Yep. 10 until 3.30 or until supplies run out. And because Thanksgiving's coming up, uh, small business Saturday. Uh, I want everyone to know, go out and support local businesses yep. the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Julia's business yep, will be doing yeah, something. Yeah, Julia's shop's got some stuff going on. Yeah, pretty much every local shop will have something special going on. Don't Spend forget your to time. stop by the neighborhood hive. Spend your time Saturday going to local businesses and patronizing them to find gifts for people. Local handmade crafts. Um, gift cards. To, gift you, cards are big. Yeah, gift cards are big. You can go to Pirate O's. They have a lot of really cool stuff. It's not necessarily local in terms of where it's made, but it's a very local business, so uh, you can support them and, and, and what they do. Um, so, yeah, hopefully, hopefully that'll work for you. Okay, uh, with us this week, I didn't ask for the pronunciation because I think I've got it. Going out on a limb here. Yeah. I would hope so because Bailey, two of these names belong in your family. Bailey Sorensen. Yes. All right. Correct. That is my name. Sorensen, not Sorensen. I used Sorenson. to be a Sorensen. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, ma- maiden so name. not related. Maiden name, Sorensen. Daughter's middle name, Bailey. Bailey. Spelt way different, though. Um, I actually like her spelling better, but she hates it because it makes her long, name even longer. It's but spelled Lee like the L-E-I-G-H. I have a Bailey like that who works for me, spelled like that. So that's silent X in the middle. There you go. Yep. The it's silent very X. Cl- it's, it's a legit spelling. <laughs> I don't know about a silent X. Come on, now. My dad said that it couldn't be spelled like Bailey's Irish cream or Bailey's cowboy hats. So oh, there you go. There weren't a lot of options in the 1990. The Irish cream would have been good, though. Hey, I on. know. You know, it's like we have he a, was an alcoholic, though. So I mean, <laughs> we have a friend named Brandy, and she had to have her name spelled with an I because her dad didn't want it spelled like the drink either. So oh, there you go. So you said uh, you were born in ninety. Yeah. Uh, so what? What birthday? August tenth. August tenth. Wow. So November. November. Wow. So 
Right around now. Right around this time of year. Your parents were getting ready for Thanksgiving. Sure. Yeah. That's, uh, I assume uh, the rumor was there was a drunken bowling game. Drunken bowling? Yes. Somebody came out of that game. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Like a key party so you've bowling a- game? So you've asked. You've asked this question. I don't, I did not ask that question, actually. <laughs> but you know, but you know, you've thought about it. Clearly. Uh, yeah. Well, my dad passed away when I was 16, so I, there's some secrets that are just secrets now. Yeah. yeah. That's and, your, a... and your mom's not going to tell? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. She doesn't like to talk about having sex that long ago. Like, no. Especially in a bowling alley. That's a little weird. No, I don't think it happened at the bowling alley. Are you sure? They were Mormon. Oh. My mom was. And oh, so it was like, yeah. you can't talk about the fact that my mom got drunk. Right? So oh. that was the She wasn't concerned about the sex. It was the drinking. The drunken it was the part. drinking. It was yes, the drinking. Was... But they still had missionary style sex. Have you oh. seen those TikToks? Who there's knows? A, there's a guy that goes to BYU and BYU yes. Idaho, and he asks people like, "Would you rather stomp on a kitten or, or have yes. a drink?" And people will pick stomping the kitten. The hell, yeah, that's so fucked up. Making serial killers in BYU. They are actually. I think that's been factually proven that's, based that's, on geez. what's coming out. Of I'd rather Rexburg. stomp a kitten than take a drink. Holy shit! Well, Ted Bundy like, would you Mormon. rather? It's like, would you rather end world peace or have coffee? Uh, Ted, Ted uh, Bundy was a Mormon when he lived in Utah. Yeah, he well, at least he claimed he to be. The church defended him. Defended him. His. Con- I shouldn't say the church as a whole. His but his congregation avidly defended, defended him. him. Like, no, he's such a nice, he's such guy. a nice young man. We send our kids over there all the time. <laughs> I yes. <laughs> now, now that you mention it, our pets did go missing. Smart enough to blend in with the atmosphere around him. Hey, like the BTK killer was like an upstanding church dude. He's he was a like scout a leader. Yeah, like. We're not done figuring out what Tim Ballard has done. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that'll be a while. I don't, to my knowledge, he hasn't murdered anyone yet. So there's that at least. Yeah. But what you do outside of the States. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Hey, did you see, speaking of murdering people outside of the States, did you see that the dude that killed Natalie Holloway finally actually admitted to it? No. Uh, yeah, so Natalie Holloway, if people don't remember, this was, this was years ago. This was like 2000, like early 2000s. So this girl was on a vacation with her family in like, I want to say Aruba and ended up missing. And they thought this guy knew something about it, but he like kind of disappeared and then he got in trouble for, um, more or less murdering someone in another country. <laughs> Like, he actually murdered them, and, like, I don't know, they, like, got him on it. But finally, like, almost 20 years later, the guy finally admits to killing Natalie Holloway because she rebuked him. Like, he was trying to hit on her, and she's like, no, I'm not going to have sex with you. So he hit her with a fucking center block, and then, like, he was trying to blackmail her parents to get them to pay him to tell them the location of her body. And eventually he just admitted, like, I just threw her out in the ocean. What year was this? Um, fuck, I don't, I gotta, hold on, hold on. I'm just, yeah, and then if you smashed her with I mean, men are still hitting women with bricks, so it's, you know. Okay, but your interview's know. taking a weird turn. Well, you know, <laughs> I think it's taking a good turn. If we went right down into like serial killer mode with this, it's gonna be a good episode. Um, okay, so this happened in May of 2005. 
Oh, uh, wow. So, yeah, a long time ago, like almost 20 years ago, like I said. Uh, and it just barely like a week or two ago. ago. And it's uh, Jordan Vandersloot was the dude's name. Oh, there you go. And uh, he finally, finally admitted it, like almost 20 years later, which, you know, in the world of justice, like that's there's not really a lot of justice being served at this point. Like he's going to he's going to be in jail for the rest of his life. But there's closure there for the family to, to because her body was never recovered. Like, well, I'm glad they didn't pay him. <clears throat> Because obviously oh, yeah, there was not. no finding it. Right. But that's pretty, that sucks. Like, that sucks. But that's also like closure for the family. Yeah, like, okay, she's definitely dead. Like, there's no hope. I'm sure there was no hope for a long time, but now there's that like At least actual closure. Sure. Like, yeah. So after that sad step story, where were you born? Where? And you tell me. I about. was born in American Fork. American Fork. American Fork. Yeah, but your Fark. dad was not a serial killer. Not that I'm aware of. Okay. I mean, he's not here. So. Well, you said I, you gosh, said a lot of secrets. About, I don't think my dad was, but I have some uncles that. <laughs> you said though a lot of secrets in it are going to end up being buried with your dad. So I just you know maybe. Y- yeah, yeah. No, we've I've thought about like doing those DNA tests and being like, if something came up, would I be supportive <laughs> of justice and whatever came with that? <laughs> so the first killer in Utah that was sentenced to death when the death penalty was reinstated in 1979 was from American Fork. I believe it. It wasn't wasn't a Lafferty, was it? <laughs> we talked about him. I can't. I know I don't think it, so. It wouldn't have been. It, it was have been like a drifter that. and he shot a lady in a uh, gas station and then he didn't defend himself. He didn't fight it. And his final words were just do it. And guess who used that slogan? Nike. Yep. Oh. I don't think it was from him, though. It, yep. it was. It was. It was. Yep. We did a whole episode. There's a whole it. thing about really? it. So there's American Fork for you. I Gary guess. Mark Gilmore. There you go. Back in 77. He died. 77. Sorry. 77. Gary Mark Gilmore. When, when did he die for the death penalty? Yeah. January 17th, 1977. Oh, 77. So, okay. So, so that's he, not when the murder happened. No, no. Okay. That's when he was executed. It was, but it happened just before that because he was convicted. They just reinstated the... The death penalty and people were excited about it. Nice. There was no backlog. No backlog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Anyway, different discussion for a different day. So, where'd you go to high school? Uh, Tooele High School. Tooele. So, whoa, I'm whoa, assuming whoa. you moved. Born in American Fork, but you're going to Tooele High School. Yeah, we moved to Erda in like 1996. Oh, so, I grew up in Erda. Um, I know. Erda rodeo did all of the Western things. Nice. I think everyone, like maybe now it's different, but like everyone in that area goes to Tooele High School. And I think with Stansbury Park and stuff, maybe there's some. I think Stansbury has its own school. Yeah, I was going to say some of those areas have their own schools. But back, Grantsville right? but has back then, own. that was it, wasn't it? There was Tooele or Grantsville. My siblings went to Grantsville and I. I went to Tooele because in Erda you could basically choose. So I chose Tooele because all my friends were there. I mean, Erda's a big, thriving metropolis of like 3,000 people. It's so huge. It's actually growing, though, because there's nowhere else to build. So I've actually done a lot of projects in Erda. Yeah. So what I know of Erda is there's a Virgis. <laughs> I don't know if it's still there. It's gone. The yeah. church sold that property out from it, from what I remember. <clears throat> Yeah, there was wrong. a Virgis right there on that main highway. They're that all gone down. Yeah, there's but yeah, it wasn't their building. Someone else. There was one in Draper. No, no, there's one still in Taylorsville. Is uh, that one? No, the, is it still there? Yeah, it's still there. It's and still in Ogden. Yeah, off Fifty Fourth. It's right next to TJ Maxx. And um, yeah, I didn't think it was there. Yeah, anymore. it's still there. Across from the old spaghetti I can't factory. It. Good old Virgis. Because yeah. that's where. Um, it's there. I'll drive you by it again. It was there <laughs> when we were there just the other day. <laughs> so is it like behind Sierra now? Uh, well, it's like, it's like west of the Sierra. I can't picture it. It's I a whole separate building and it's like tucked away right up against the back of the freeway. Because that's the one I didn't think was there anymore. <clears throat> no, it's still there. Hmm. 
It's still there. They make big old scones, like full plate size scones. The like fry cutter used to. No, 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 fry no. bread, not scones, like fr- but fry bread. But it's like this big. It's like a size of a plate. It's like, have you gone to that diner that uh, that was by Brandy and Mark's house Sills. in Roy? It's Sills. I thought you said Phil's. No, it's called Sills. Sills. Yeah, go to that's like that. Good diner, Sills diner. But Virgis was good, and that's <laughs> the only thing. Was good. Virgis was The only was thing really I good. knew of that existed. We had that drive-in in movie theater that's still there. Oh yeah, that was good. That was cool. I grew up going to that a lot. There's only two. There's that one and the one on Redwood. And I yeah, Erda's the blip. Like as you turn to go towards Tooele off of I-80, at Erda is that blip that you pass, like after Stansbury Park. You probably don't even actually notice that it's there. You don't. And there's a Welcome to Erda sign that was like. <laughs> contraband for years and then finally got put up i looked up uh, i looked up because i was trying to see like if the verges was still there and there was a marker that google put for golden doodles utah that's at someone's house <laughs> <laughs> some fucking <laughs> shitty private breeder probably there you go yeah. up against the mountain there all right so you graduate from Tooele. <laughs> yeah i graduated from Tooele. <laughs> and then what <clears throat> uh um I wandered around. I lived in Provo for a while. Um, <laughs> Everybody re- makes mistakes. Regretted my life choices. Went back to Erda, worked there. Uh, then I moved to downtown Salt Lake with my best friend. Um, and then I went to Utah State, went up there into Logan for a while. Um, and then back down here. And so been- up in Utah State, did you work with the creamery? I did not. I'm oh, self-taught. Oh. Um, yeah, I I did do a class with Utah State back in, just like two years ago at the creamery where I got some training on their cheese making and things like that. But my actual like butter making skills, very much self-taught. Wow. Kind of oh, yeah. thing. Speaking of which, because we gave you her name, oh, we didn't yeah. even mm-hmm. fucking tell you who she actually was. <laughs> so she's the owner of uh, Mountain Born Creamery. And she's so, Bailey. What, what well, else do you need Bailey. to say? We'll get into the rest of it because so far she's been really interesting. Yeah. Like, so, so we'll get into the So I only ask because Beehive Cheese, we've had the girls from Beehive Cheese yes. here. And they all, there's a whole group of them that met at the creamery and like. Not not at Logan, though. They all met at, uh, what's the one up in Cache Valley? The Rock Port or Rock, Rock Hill. Rock Hill. Rock is that Hill. what it is? They all met at Rock Hill Creamery. Like almost every, like the Rocklet girls, um, Rock Hill Creamery was a thing for them. Um, I know Beehive Cheese, then there was. Yeah, none of them really said that it was like at Utah State. It was all always Rock Hill Creamery was like where a lot of them had been through. Rock Hill's very artisan and niche um, compared to what they do at Utah State University. Rock Hill is a lot more artisan. Yeah, I, I mean, say. Utah State is very like, because it's a big ag school, so it's, I'm sure, you know. More geared towards some industrial style farming and, and ranching Absolutely. type deals. Absolutely. So, so Which was do, a bit of a surprise to me. You can do the milk thing. This cow got into the onion patch. <laughs> were you, sure were you in 4A? Like, yeah. 4H? 4H or FFA? Sorry, the two things are basically the them. same. Uh, I did do 4H. I did Western Pleasure with my Palomino. Western. That's awesome. you, oh, you had a horse. Oh, yeah. That's a Palomino, by That's the way, people. <laughs> the problem is that little guy right there. <laughs> Good cow has four nipples. <laughs> Teats. 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 Oh, my God. What were we watching? Um, oh, so that show, have you ever seen that show on, I think it's on Amazon Prime, um, called Upload? Maybe it's on Apple TV. I don't know. It's called Upload. So basically the premise behind the show is when people die, they can upload their consciousness into a virtual environment and they are in like a forever retirement home where they live a second life in a computer program, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the downside is like if you do it, your head explodes when they upload you. Um, but they figure out a way to like re-download into a body and they go out to this farm. And it's like all in the future, right? And so this farm is, um, what do they call it? Uh, pork slab and the giant teat farms or something. <laughs> and they're like, well, it's so fucking creepy. They're, they like drive by. They're like, well, we did the pork slab yesterday. So we'll be working with the but teat it's like today. This, it's like this color of the fluorescent. It's just like this giant. It's like, it's like coming out of this barn. It's just this big old fucking slab it's like of pork. A blob. And they're like, it's like the blob. Well, you know, cancer started growing in the cows so quickly uh and we missed the cows but we figured that the cancer grows so fast it grows faster than the cows why don't we just grow the cancer so now we just grow the cancer and that's how we get our pork meat is it's all cancerous uh, pork oh meat basically oh my gosh but then they go but then into, they go into where the cow is it's one cow it's one like cow it wraps around the building udders. and it's got these giant ass udders it's got no legs it's like but laying it's like on its some side. of them do like the cottage cheese like right out the udder it's so <laughs> and it's like it's got like a vr mask on and it's like in a different world he's it's, like, it's a normal it's like it's a normal cow in a field with the vr mask he's like, so we're starting with whole milk here and then two percent and then skim when we get down here we're into the soft cheeses we got cottage cheese that's I what you guys are going to be I on it was so I, I saw the first season now i'm questioning this whether is the third i'll watch season. the like it's, third it's it was i was like oh my god this is awesome like that they're it, actually going very this, funny down this path. but it was just so weird it just you're just like so they were Ew. like they were like like slipping a sock onto this teat and like pulling cottage cheese out of it. It was so gross. Nasty. Then they got into a cottage cheese fight where they like were squirting each other with the cottage oh, cheese. So have you ever milked gross. a cow, by the way? Oh my gosh. I actually haven't. I was talking to a guy about milk, him milking his cow this morning and I was thinking, I've actually never done that. <laughs> oh, did you hear, by the way, our friends over at Utah Natural Meats had a, a bacteria outbreak with their milk? Their milk? Uh, I don't know if they've gotten the license back. Their license got temporarily suspended because there were like 12 cases of, of oh, people that got they, a bacteria. They, they were licensed to sell unpasteurized milk. Raw milk. Um, and um, so, cow or goat? Cow. Cow. Raw cow milk. Uh, and so they, of course, you know, they can't sell the, the raw milk right now. Uh, I didn't hear that. That's too bad. I don't know if this was like a week or two ago. So they may have, the, the license just got suspended pending the investigation. They want to make sure they eradicate the bacteria and then they'll go back to doing it, I'm sure. So but that's rough. There are a lot of people that bought that milk. Yep. They'd get in line down the road. They are only open three days a week for only like, like four hours at a time. So like, that's it. And like, you it's drive by before they open, like a half hour before they open, they have a line down the road waiting to get there, and people run into the building to get the milk. It's kind of funny. Weird. I mean, huh? cool. People it was cool. love their raw milk. Um, I drink almond milk. I think... It's hard to milk almonds, though. Yeah. They got really <laughs> yeah. small teats. I'm curious what the outbreak was. My mind is... I can't help... If it was cow-born or... Uh, um, yeah, it's it's one of those milk-born bacteria. Hold on, I'll find it. All right, yeah. so while he's looking that up... Yeah. So so then what? So up by Utah State? Oh, Utah State. Learning um, about... I, had, I um, was going to school, working up there. I, I was licensed in um, insurance benefits. And so I worked there... Um, had a baby and um came back down here and we lived in Stansbury Park for a while and then we moved up to Ogden where we're where I'm at now. Um and where I started Mountain Born Creamery at was Ogden as well. So kind of a lot so of bouncing around. Are you still with this significant other? No. No longer with this No, nope, it's been a rough year. That actually all happened in the past year. So I started the business about two years ago. Um marriage ended this year 
and then trying to figure out what's next. Wow. That's a lot of that's, that's a lot, a of, lot. of stuff. It's a lot. It's been a hard year. So what did you find anything out or should we Yeah, so it's fourteen cases. Um they definitely determined the bacteria came from there. Uh at least twelve of the people. Oh, it's uh Campylobacter infection. Uh mm-hmm. is the bacteria name. Campylobacter. I don't know. But that's it's I've never heard of that one. It's one tied to specifically drinking raw milk because um, some, sometimes if the <clears throat> cow is has their own kind of infection sometimes that can like pass in the yeah. And, yeah so Campylobacterosis. or it can be uh, a cleanliness problem so yeah. that's why so i mean that's my guess is one of the cows had an issue and um or maybe a couple of them or something yeah and so they've got to find it and fix it and eradicate it and they'll be back up and they might already be back i don't know hopefully you don't so the thing is you don't ever get the like when the news publishes stories oh like, yeah they don't ever come back and say you know i remember when little world got closed down with like 176 health code violations uh-huh. they never had a story of when it opened back up but it's open again you can go back to little world you probably could have like a week to, later. hell yeah look as i said when we talked about that story when it happened forever ago Little World, you knew if you ever stepped foot in that place, what you were getting. You knew what was going on in the back. I have no idea what Little World so, is. So, Little World Chinese. It's a little Chinese place. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> on, like, State Street and, like, what, like, 17th-ish south, somewhere like in there. You know where the um, Redwood Campus yeah. for the Salt Community College, the, the, the one that's, like, it's kind of by there. It's yeah. on State Street there. State Street. And it's still there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, they, they, okay. they were killing goats in the back. No, that was not them. Oh, who was? I thought that <laughs> was That was not them. I'm thinking goats. So, yeah, Chinese it's like, little, okay, Little World is like <laughs> 13th South in State, just past 13th South. Um, like you said, like right across from where the Salt Lake Community yeah, College is there. Um, okay. But So, this is the kind of place, like, you walked into it and you were like, it was like, Definitely asbestos tile on the ground that was chipping away. Yeah, but away. that's okay as long as it doesn't yeah, as long as you don't breathe it in. But like you could see kind of into the kitchen area, and you're like, okay, so this is like real Chinese food that is not exactly sanitary, but is delicious. It's amazing. So their health code violations were like they had fresh noodles draped over an open milk crate on a skateboard. Okay, and I, as I guarantee who deals you, with a lot of milk crates, I just want to say those things are filthy. Well, yeah, but <laughs> they might have cleaned it. But also, I guarantee you this is what was going on. The noodles, which they used a lot, were sitting there so they could slide them back and forth quickly between the cooks at the different walks that were cooking, the, like frying the on noodles. The skateboard. I guarantee you that's exactly what was happening. You're so generous. There are things for commercial kitchens that have wheels on them. Oh, yeah, I know. But that's not the kind of place this is. <laughs> okay. But 176 health code violations is what oh. got some shut down. Like, every once in a while, the health department does stuff like that. But that was the same time there were, like, four other businesses that got shut down with big violations. And what Jeremy was talking about, there was a Mediterranean place that was... It was more downtown, though, I yeah. think. No, it was, it was like, so in that same, same general, general area. It? Yeah. It was closer to downtown. And literally, the guy was slaughtering goats, literally in the back, in the like, back in the backyard. <clears throat> Nice. Like fresh slaughter, which is I, very illegal when it comes to food safety. Like yeah, you have fresh. to do that No, it's fresh. Yeah. I have heard from that community, um, just like Mediterranean, Middle Eastern, that good goat and lamb is so hard to find in Utah. So I could see them just be like, <laughs> we'll take care hey, of this. If you want good lamb, Utah Natural Meats, great lamb. That's true. That really good lamb. Uh, I don't know anywhere that, that you can get goat. And I think that my international market's closed now on 72nd, oh, which really sucks. I like that place. 
Because you could get goat there. You get a whole bunch you of can, halal you stuff. You can sometimes here. get goat at the Salt Lake Farmers Market. There's a yeah, couple of meat vendors there. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so what, what got you into butter? Butter. Yeah. butter. Um, how, uh, I, Okay, so COVID. Um, I had a friend who had a Jersey cow, gave birth, and I was like, give me some cream. I'm going to start making some butter. Um, and I just fell in love with the process. I've always been a food person, always a kitchen tinkerer. Like, what can I do? How can I do it? But then I also have a business brain. And I realized that there is a significant gap in the way that we consume our dairy for quality local dairy that's not ice cream and it's not mass-produced cheese. And so what would that look like? And for me, the first step for Mountain Born Creamery was premium butter. Um, making it local, supporting our local farms. I don't want to farm. I want to buy really good cream from dairies that do it right and then produce a, a high-quality product. And so that's where the dream came forward. And then, like, I have a lot of artisan flavors that are just kind of me. Um I kind of have to stop doing it because I have too many flavors. <laughs> um, but I just think, mm, I'm going to do this because I want to cook that. And I know we can do this because like butter is a fat, which means you can put it on everything. And that leaves me a lot of room to play around. But yeah, I make butter. So did you start making it like in your kitchen? All of my initial recipes were in the kitchen. Were you, were you, when you first started, did you say, I'm going to make butter and you went and got a churn or did you start and say, I'm going to make butter and you just like started started shaking shaking the mixer? (laughs) I had a Bosch mixer and so I made it in my Bosch mixer. Um, and then I started to, I actually, do some courses and classes sometimes on how to make butter at home. And I actually recommend a KitchenAid now that I've done it a million times. Mm-hmm. KitchenAid, if you have a deck, do it on the deck um, mm-hmm. kind of thing. So, but I do have a churn. The first step was securing a supplier and securing a churn. My churn is Amish made. I got it out of Indiana. It is electric though. Oh. And so uh, Weber State granted the Amish me make electric churns? They do not. It's between them and their God. Yeah. I don't really. Yeah. The, the, Amish, the Amish do a lot more with electricity than you that's, think. That's some rogue Amish right there. Yeah. Yeah. I that's Amish making money, kind buddy. of regret buying it, but that's no. a whole other thing. <laughs> but So you have a you have an Amish. How much does the churn do? She's fifteen gallons right now. Wow, fifteen gallons of yeah, that's a lot. cream. I guess I should say fifteen Not gallons really, yeah. of cream. Yep. Is what so, we're at what in. point are you like, okay, I'm making butter in the kitchen and in my bathtub. Maybe I should try to like market this. No. So I moved pretty quickly to commercial because um, the laws for dairy are intense and they're tight. And I knew that I needed to get into a small that, commercial space that right away. Dairy lobby will get you that lo- it shuts you down. And I'm like, nobody wants to buy butter from a woman in their kitchen, even if it's like, you know, you I mean, it does sound a little. Gotta watch out for big dairy. Yeah, but yeah. Let me let me tell you. I got some butter. And for I didn't want to get rid of my kitchen. dog. Right. There, there's, too. <laughs> a, there's a lot of Utah housewives that do want to buy butter from someone out of their kitchen. So. I was not one of them. <laughs> I mean, I'm happy to buy eggs out of a kitchen, but I don't know. Butter, yeah. And then I had I had a dog and I knew, I'm like, no, there's no way that I should be selling this. And I wanted to be in places that mattered and sell to people who knew what they were getting. And so commercial was the only way to go. So why did you find your commercial space? Um, It was, I drove street by street in Ogden. Um, looking for available space and I found one that was a good deal and then renovated it to fit. It's only 450 square feet. Um, and is that still where you're making it or did you move to a commercial space down here? Well, I made it a commercial, well, I'm still in Ogden. Yeah. Oh, you're so, still up in Ogden. Yeah. Okay. I'm a Ogden girl through and through now. Um, so. So did you drive down here from Ogden In that today? rain and snow. Oh, uh, I oh just, you had snow up north? 
Yeah. Oh. It was bad. And I I was like, I could cancel, but they emailed me and I confirmed to be there. And I am a woman of my word. I mean, we would understand. It wouldn't be the first time. Yeah, um, the weather so, was a uh, Thank you for your sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize you were coming down from Ogden. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. What part of Ogden? Um, my creameries on 21st Street. I live in South Ogden. Okay. 21st Street. That's yeah. what's happening. Yeah, it is. is I'm right around the corner from 25th. So yeah. that's awesome. Al Capone refused to go to Ogden. Did you know that? I did know that. Yes. It was. It was too violent for him. I. She didn't experience Ogden in the tough days. That's I true. Didn't. That'd be the early 2000s. Uh, when still. Al Capone was there, for sure. No, well, I mean, like seriously, like people, like uh, Ogden's come a long way, especially that part of Ogden. Like there used to be a mall there, and then there was nothing. Uh, and there were, like, I remember working security at a party. There was a club there, uh, called the, I think it was the Al Club. And there were, like, legit bullet holes in the door from, <laughs> like, you know, gunfights. Uh, when we were at the party, cops came into the party looking for someone who was a shooting suspect from two blocks down the road. And then there was a stabbing three blocks the other direction down the road, all in one night. So, Ogden used to be real rough in that area, and they've done a lot to improve it dramatically. I have I have mixed feelings about some of that. Like, I know it was, and I wasn't there then. However, some of it feels a little racist because it was one of the places of color in Utah that, you know, hadn't been completely sanitized and moved out. And there's still, like, I, I love that about Ogden. And so I just, I challenge that just a little bit because some of it was like, White fear, I feel like. Oh, some of it was Could for be. sure. The high fight killings sure. though took place in Ogden. Yeah. 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 Well, the, <laughs> those were white dudes. <laughs> Wasn't it white dudes that did that? From the uh, Hill for Space. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think those, those were even people of color. <laughs> and I'm just talking about the commercial area. Um, yeah, which I, were, it, yeah. I've, I've actually seen some scary things at my place. So I yeah, don't those, that, like, it's gotten it. so much better yes. over there now from a, just like a development standpoint and like revitalizing. Cause there was a bunch of like just derelict buildings cause no one wanted to open up shop there and they've done a really good yeah. job of, of gentrification. Yeah. Well, well there's been a, the, the nice thing about Ogden is we have a very committed community, right? Yeah, Arts community, definitely. foods community, oh, yeah. um, just all types of things. What's, what's that art space that we've had a, a number of people Monarch. on? Monarch. Yep, the Monarch. Monarch. Yep. We've had four or five people that, that are part of that on the show. Yeah, and a lot of them move out and do other things. Yeah. Like, they grow enough to go out and do something else. It's pretty cool. Yeah, we're big fans. We like Ogden a lot. Talisman brewing up there. Yeah. Oh, God, those guys are so good. <laughs> I love roosters. Yeah. Had some roosters beer with my no, brother. No, so she just I'm, gave a look. Yeah, not a fan of I, roosters. I love roosters. <laughs> I just had some roosters with my brother. <laughs> Uh, at our lunch the other day. Nice. Okay, so you find your spot. Yeah, find my spot. Um, contact the Utah Department of Ag. Say, what do I got to do? This is what I want to do. And then I had them send me an inspector to walk through the space before I had it changed at all. Because it was an office space. Mm-hmm. Just a single slab. So he could tell space. you, you need to do this, 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 and this. Yep, and she did. And we're still really good friends, actually. She's still a really good. good resource for me. So... She walked me through, said, this is what you need to do. And I said, okay, if I do these things, you're going to license me, right? And so that's what happened. Good. Way to did get, get, way to get past Big Dairy. Good good on you. Did you get your license first try or did it take a few goes? Yeah, I did. That's wow. good. Did. That's, that's awesome. impressive. But I kept it simple. It's a butter churn. It's a sink. It's a floor drain. It's different now, but to begin, that's how it started, yeah. you know? And yeah. it was. it's been a painful, painful process. But yeah. So you, you do focus just on butter. 
are you ever going to branch out and do other yeah, stuff? Absolutely. So the plan is, is I'm going to, the objective is to get a grade A certification room so that we can then use our buttermilk because the Department of Ag makes me dump my buttermilk. Oh God. Oh. That's so much waste. And it's beautiful milk. And yeah. so we're going to make actual butter. We're going to make cultured butter. We're going to make cultured butter milk. We will be making sweet cream coffee creamers. We will be making lemon ricottas. You mean creamers with actual cream in them? Actual you real cream. Have to refrigerate. I, I, I just want to. Yes. I want to put this out there into the ether because most people don't realize that that coffee mate there because they put it in the fridge in the grocery stores. There so people think is they have to no it. cream in any of oh, those creamers. Actual cream is really hard to find in the grocery store. That's it is like you have to go to the actual cream, and it doesn't have extra flavors in it. It's just cream. Yep, or half and half. <laughs> like exactly, and so it's like it, you're getting. Not good milk. It's shit milk. No wonder you don't like it in your coffee. And then it's, it's like not even milk. Like, it's like soybean oil. Most of them are <laughs> yeah. soybean oil. Yeah, most of them Chibani don't actually makes a real have one. to have. Yeah, yeah. Most but, of them don't even have to be refrigerated. No, because they're shelf stable. Yep. <laughs> well, and they're like third, like I call it third level processing. It's the oh, byproduct yeah. of a byproduct of a byproduct. Oh yeah, no, they're that they flavor and sell. They're you. not actually cream. That's that Twinkies, the last, the last hey, atomic. Don't talk about <laughs> Twinkies, man. <laughs> I mean, it's fine if that's what you want to put in your coffee. Just don't think it's actually cream because it ain't cream. It ain't. Cr- <laughs> and you want to know what the most flammable substance on earth is? At least in my experience, powdered creamer. Oh, that yeah. stuff I that is cool. Any fire like, sounds fun though. When, when I was a kid, we used to take powdered creamer packets because you know we'd go drink coffee at the local diner or whatever, and we'd steal the powdered creamer packets. And you can like make designs on the sidewalk and then fucking light them on fire, and they'll burn it into the concrete. That stuff just I'm, goes up in flames. I might be young, but what is powdered coffee creamer? You've never seen powdered creamer? No. I think, oh. I think coffee made. It's so it's a powder. It's it's literally it a powder. Like a, it's like dried milk, and it dissolves into your. Coffee. It's like powdered milk, no. basically. They, they have okay. it, but it's not. But it's not. They have it at diners and stuff. But okay. and you can buy it. You actually can probably see, you, uh, if you go to a gas station and get and coffee, I'm sure they have powdered mountain creamer. Mountain-born creamer will be making powdered coffee creamer. <laughs> Just kidding. No, I mean, <laughs> Just kidding. You could. That's the a flammable kind. Yes. That's a serious process to like. We'll need a dehydrator. To, to dehydrate and powder milk. <laughs> like that is actually, you can do, that's how powdered milk's made. Actually, I've had chocolate makers ask me if we would make powdered milk. So there is a demand for quality powdered mm-hmm. milk. Yeah, powdered milk is <clears throat> in a, in a good ingredient. In well, a lot for of hot cocoa, for example. In fact, hot cocoa mix has dried creamer. That makes sense. That's and if you want to make your own hot cocoa milk, you have to get some dried creamer powdered, to you use. Have to get powdered, powdered milk, milk or, or dried creamer. So, so how did you start? Okay, you've got the shop. You just open the door and people come wandering. I do in. not actually sell out of my shop. Yeah, how, you do. I don't. You don't. Okay, is, it so all, that, is it all online or do you have distribution? <laughs> uh, so. I don't really like selling online. I'm usually at the Salt Lake City Farmers Market. I am um, at the Salt Lake Summer Winter. We do Ogden Farmers Market. I will let people know on my Instagram when I open sales online. Like uh, we're making candled butter or butter candles for Thanksgiving. Mm. So you light them, they burn slowly, and you dip your bread in them for can- Thanksgiving. We'll yep. be opening sales on trend. that. Yep. Wow, yep. I have not heard of that. We should, yeah. that's what we I should. saw that you had uh, that's what we should like take a, to Thanksgiving. Like a bread box? Yeah, uh, we did. The, we've done that during the holidays, a... that kind of thing. Um, because it's been, it's, you know, I've only been open for two years, trying to figure out what works. And then I am a mom, so my schedule is kind of weird. So the best way, I will be having more retail channels as well. I'll be kind of changing things in 2024. But right now, farmer's markets, 
You Follow do, me on Instagram, and I'll tell you where to buy it. Ogden's Farmer's Market? I do. We, we do yeah, summer. She said that. And then what? we I, do I heard winter. No, you're okay. We do summer and... um. Yeah. Jer- Jeremy tunes out after years. <laughs> oh, I know the Salt Lake Farmers Market. I'm, I'm out. I'm good. I'm done. No. It's, it's over there. Uh, we've um we've got a couple stores in Eden. We got one in Eden. We have one in Morgan, and we've had a couple in Salt Lake. But stores that an actual that's your store or that you well, supply? Well, I just I just stock it there. Supply. Okay. Yeah, I supply. How, it. how much butter are you making on average in like a week? If or a we're month? peaking, let's say peak summer. Uh, <laughs> got to do some math here. Ninety pounds a week. Wow, that's a fair that's amount. A By yourself, or do you have help? Ninety I pounds of finished staff. product. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's ninety ninety pounds of finished product. Um, yeah. That that's during peak season. Sure. But sure, we have sure. that capacity. The thing about food, and if you have the equipment, you know, it's just how how much do you want to work? Because that's how much you can make. Yeah. Well, up and well, up to a point, and then you have to get more equipment. But also, yes, with, exactly, with butter, it's fresh. It's not like you can put it on the shelf and you're good for six uh, months. Yeah. So my butter is hand pressed, which means it will like age faster, which makes it taste better. But you know, I tell people three to six months yeah. on my plain butters. I was gonna say butter lasts a long time. Yeah, but my fre- I have like a really fresh herb steak butter that I'm like two two month or two weeks to a month max on my steak mm-hmm. butters. So how, so when you started putting together different spices and what, what was your thought process? I mean, how did you come up with different butter flavors? I think, um, there's a couple of ways to do it. So like the steak butter, I had a lot of, I have a rosemary and toasted garlic butter and a lot well, of people were using good. it for steak. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, what would like the ideal best steak butter be? And so I'll like pull recipes, kind of look, and then I'll tweak it. So the, what I end up with has rosemary, thyme, shallots, garlic, Dijon mustard, smoked salt, lemon juice, red pepper in it. That sounds like a good compound sounds butter good. for a steak. Yep, exactly. But we make it, right? And then we fold it into our butter, right? And then I have like a brown sugar bourbon butter, which is just like, what do you want the best sweet butter? in the world to taste like and use instead of syrup, right? Um, Screw you, Honey Texas butters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> fuck you. No, um, sorry. Um, you so, can say fuck you. It's okay. Sorry. <laughs> you said you I really before. hate Texas Roadhouse butter. I hate people asking me for it. I just really like, have a high resentment for the fucking butter. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I'm sure it is. <laughs> it's just so loaded with sugar is the thing. It's a secret, right? Um, then let's see. I have a green miso butter that's turning into oh. a really big seller because that umami flavor oh, in yeah. butter, it's just like, it's perfect. Um, and then like, I'll just have ideas and every now and then like creatively, it feels like an out and I'll just try and God, see what happens. Butter. I've had a couple failures and then you're like, all right, I can't sell that. So like then- bacon butter. Bacon butter. No, not bacon butter. My first good. green meso butter was a failure. And I was like, I can't, can't sell that even though I want to. Um, I like to put alcohol in things and sometimes that can kind of. That's gotta be tough. Work. Yeah. Yeah. Butter especially. I've had one guy, he's like, he's like, I can taste the raspberry rum. I'm like, why are you complaining? Like, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, Cause I just want the essence. I don't want. I don't want, yeah, I don't want the burn in the back. I'm like, well. It is January. <laughs> so what, what's your, uh, biggest seller? Um, my plain butter. My, yeah, that I mean, sense. my objective was to make the best butter in the Mountain West, right? So is it salted, unsalted? Salted is the best seller. Um, unsalted definitely is popular, but, you know, look, I, I think it. mostly people use unsalted butter to cook. Yeah. And I don't Baking. know that you'd use a, yeah. a, uh, a, 
an artistic butter to. I, if you have extra money, go for it. But yeah. I don't think you want to spend that um yeah. all the time on my butter. Because you're just well, because you're just with baking, you're melting like you know a half cup of butter, or a cup of butter, and throwing it into a mix. Like it definitely would improve the flavor a little bit. But I don't know if it would be like you're kind of like artisan butter like this. Like yeah. you want it for the flavor like to like just fucking eat. The yeah, butter. we call it snacking butter, yeah. right? You want to taste you, that. You want to yeah. put that on a cracker or take a piece of good bread and just like swipe the bread in the butter right. and just like eat it. I will say I used my butter in a like artisan stuffing last Thanksgiving and the caramelization was insane because yeah. our butter is higher butter fat than yeah. your traditional. Right. What's your butter. what's your water content like in your butter? Um, we we need to have it tested. To be honest, um, we're we've I've had several chefs be like, well, "You're between 82 and 83. Got to be." Right. And so, but the hard thing is, is those tests are a snapshot based in time with the cows eating and what's happening in the climate will affect your water content every time. Like every batch will be slightly different. Yeah. So, I mean, cause like, like it, I think most butter in America is in that it's range, 80. right? Yeah. It's like 80. 80% butter fat, right? Yeah. And Europe has an 82% standard. So in order yeah. to be a European butter, you have to be 82%. So like, cause we buy, like we buy Kerrygold. A mm-hmm. lot of times, because Kerrygold's Irish butter, and it has a much higher butter fat content, mostly for Bree's popcorn. Uh, so, <laughs> because we have one of those microwave popcorn things that are fucking fantastic, by the way. They're amazing. Yeah, they put if, the kernels in. But if you use, yeah. like, normal, like, high water content American butter, it, it, turns it brown. browns really fast. Kerrygold butter's really good on steak. Yeah. Yeah, you're not going to get that nice caramely. Yeah, exactly. Yep, exactly. That you want out of it. So that Kerrygold's going to give you that. <clears throat> So yeah, that's why I was asking. We usually have tubs of that. That's okay. that's a little in the weeds. I don't think most people even think about like water content <laughs> in their butter. butter. It's a real thing, and I think that that that's actually a really good metaphor for all of the American dairy system. We have lower standards, and we wonder why our products are shit, right? And we we've removed our own accountability and um, culinary process out of our dairy to produce mass manufactured products. To produce mass manufactured products that are safe. Let's yes. be let's be yeah. clear. It's so that we can produce a homogenized product that doesn't make people sick. So that um, you know, wh- whoever the the creamery or the dairy is that does it can produce thousands and thousands of gallons of milk a day and transport it in giant fucking trucks and bottle it, and people don't get sick from bacteria. That's that's the whole reason it's, our dairy it, well, system exists. Well, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put one more step in that. It's also about mitigating risk for the yeah. company. It's yeah, oh, less yeah, yeah. about your safety and oh, yeah. more about Not how do we it. make sure, like, what are the chances of us, of somebody, so you're just killing everything well, in so, it. Right? Something that a lot of people don't realize about organizations like the FDA, which are regulatory bodies put in place to try and, you know, serve the public is they're not really funded by your tax dollars so much as they are the money that they're provided from the companies that they're certifying. Goddamn big dairy. But it really is. So like you, know? you have really big dairy companies that pay the FDA a ton of money. Oh, yeah. And so the regulations get kind of morphed around dealing with their process it's like when we when we talk to the utah natural meats folks and the hoops they had to jump through to get the raw milk license and the hoops they have to jump through so the big thing they do is they sell um uh, cost shares in animals yep and you have to buy a share basically when you buy it you buy part of a cow before like while it's alive yeah Yeah. you're buying a share in the cow cow. because then you can have less 
regulations on the way so, that yeah. it's processed. So it has to be slaughtered a specific way, but no matter then, what. But they, they can't slaughter it there. They have to send it. It's their cow. They send it to it's a slaughterhouse. It's, like, it's our cow. Yeah. And then it comes back. You know what I mean? It comes back mm-hmm. in in basically in two halves, and then they process the cow. Um, and they're doing all of the meat cutting and stuff themselves, which is fantastic because then you know what you're getting. Like you're getting your cow. Like you're getting one cow when you get that ground beef instead of you know six hundred. Um, but yeah, the regulations that surround all of that are specifically one, I think in a large part to keep smaller businesses out of it. Yeah. It's a barrier to entry. It is a huge barrier. Yeah. And it's done intentionally. And so, and there's so like so many people don't even know that their butter's made from cream. So it's like, we don't even know the process to make the product, right? We don't even know where the, the T-bone cut comes from. Don't even know what a fucking tomato is anymore. Like they can't like literally they'll 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 Wait, show kid they will show kids pictures of fruit or bring in fruit and vegetables and kids don't know what the hell they are. I was super impressed because both of my daughters independently came in and was like, "Hey, is that a basil plant?" Yeah, they know what basil <laughs> looks like. So, so I gotta tell you, so so I have a relatively large garden. Ish. It's an urban farm. Um, I haven't. He, he turned all of his flower beds into garden because you can't eat flowers. Foodscaping. What? Foodscaping. Basically. Yeah. yeah. So I had a neighbor who, who sent me a message and was like, hey, do you have butternut squash? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, well, I'm cooking something and I need a, a butternut squash. Can I have one? I'm like, sure. I'll bring it over. So I take it over. I hand it to her and she's like, what's this? I'm like, it's a, it's a butternut, butternut squash. squash. She's like, I didn't realize that's what they looked like. Because she's always bought them cut up from the grocery store. I guarantee <laughs> Were you supposed it. to cut it up for her and I then wrap know. it in she's either She has either always bought it like frozen and pre-cubed or bought it cubed from... And, and I'll tell you a secret, people that don't know, when you go into the produce section and you buy like the cut up vegetables and fruit, that's the shit that they couldn't sell that was going bad that they then chop up and put in a bucket for you. And then they charge you... Like two hundred percent markup because yeah, someone took them, took a minute to, to chop it up, it up. Yeah. and it's not that good once it's been cut up and sit on the. End. Oh no! no. Anyway, so this was my grown adult neighbor. neighbor. Yeah, this was but that's a normal. Kid. But that's normal. Americans in particular do not know what their food is comprised of or made of. No, they don't. Go to your farmers market. So how, how often do you produce uh, every day, twice a week? Depends on where we're supply at. Supply and demand. Yeah, supply and demand. Where we're at. Um, yeah, uh, the summer will be four to five times a week. Um, and then right now. I really thought I was going to get some butter tonight. You know. <laughs> I was like, so I was like, sorry. she's bringing us butter. I can't wait. Oh shit. I'm so sorry. sorry um, man, it was, re- it was a little stressful getting out here this morning or this evening. So, um, I didn't realize I did the weather was getting that bad. When does the winter market start down here? Uh, it starts Saturday. This weekend. Yeah, okay. of course we're going to be uh, out of town. Yep, yeah. it starts this Saturday and then we go all the way. I was going to say, because I know spring. it usually starts like like a week or two before Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. And then we, um, we, uh, something to say there. Oh, we are at the Gateway now. We are not yeah. at Rio Grande, which a lot of people still get confused. Yeah, well, because Rio Grande still not safe for people to be in. No, in no. It has not really been repaired since the earthquake. But I it's actually not thought, as pretty, but I really like the Gateway. Yeah, I did oh, think nice. when I went there a couple times last year, it felt a lot more crowded. 
Didn't okay. the Rio Grande? But that's because the Rio Grande had a bunch of that space outside. Yeah, and they moved us like, it was like upstairs yeah. and downstairs. And Gateway, it very much still feels kind of like markety, right? Yeah. You walk yeah. in, mm-hmm. um, you can kind of just get the vibe of the vendors and yeah. then kind of go around and then yeah. there's the art section. So, right. yeah. so I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, but it's a new to... location even at Gateway. Just oh, to be aware, they've moved us corner. again. It's not in that same corner. I'll know on Saturday. So. You're like, I'm just going to show up and hope that I park. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we'll ha- that, by the way, as we talked about earlier, the small business Saturday. Yes. Go to the markets. Go to the markets the weekend after Thanksgiving. They will be bustling and a uh, great place to buy not only artisan goods like this, but also a lot of the art vendors and stuff. You can buy really good stuff for gifts. One of my favorite things about farmer's markets is it's one of the few places where you can often meet the owner or yep. the maker, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. you're rarely going to get FaceTime with some of us and it's like, nope, we're there. And you, you can know? have a conversation and you can have a conversation like, hey, I, w- I love your butter. I'd really like to get your butter so I could put together like a butter and breadboard for all of my friends for Christmas. How can I arrange that with you? You know what? Let's let's talk about how I can get you know sixteen pounds of butter. <laughs> I would love to make no. you sixteen pounds of butter. I so, with, along with butter. that, do you do like around the holidays like a sampler platter kind of thing? Yeah. So for Thanksgiving, we're doing a sampler of butter candles, but then we'll do like minis. Um, holidays, I get a lot of honey butter. I make so much honey butter mm-hmm. for the holidays. So we do kind of focus more in that niche because we do a very artisan style honey butter. If you've seen it, I you saw know. the pictures. Like the honey on top of the butter itself. Yeah. So well, it's actually the honey's on the bottom. Oh, and then That's we it. whip That's our it. butter and we get our honey out of Huntsville. So it's just like local, beautiful honey. And it sits on the top. And your job is to mix it or scoop it how you want it. So I get my honey from that guy. It's very sexy. Yeah. I have well, that guy. I get some <laughs> from of, Lewis. You I know get, Lewis? I get some of my honey from this guy right here. Oh, this guy from yeah. his urban garden. So yeah, he's from his chickens. Oh. So we get your chickens make the honey? Too? I'm just kidding. <laughs> we get our eggs from him too. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Just a little bit of everything. He gets IT support from me. That's right. That's that's the payment because I don't have an IT. Support. Well, I, I do have an IT guy. He's right there. I might be rebuilding your website in December. So that was another. He's, he's been telling me over and over, like, so he's got it in his brain. All it's going to take is one little thing, and then all of a sudden you're going to be like, he's going to be like, here's your website, and you're. That's fine. Okay. I'll be happy. Yeah. That'll be what happens. Trust me. I mean, I've also got some other issues we talked about earlier today, yeah. but we can talk about that another time. Issues, you have sure. some issues, but I don't know if IT can help those. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, do you do crazy things like eggnog butter or like crazy? Um, let's see. What there was. We've talked about doing popcorn butter, like butter that's flavored like popcorn. Um, why did we we did a silly one. Oh, I, it was silly to me. We did pumpkin spice butter. That's not silly. I know, but I just, it's it probably feels sold very, really well too. It did sell really well. It feels I just, very basic. It's trendy. Spice, I yeah. don't always like trendy, but right? Ba- so I want to be like, by I basic, have the you standard. Mean it's BWB. Basic white bitch. Basic white bitch. I, I like pumpkin spice. Pumpkin spice. Yeah. And we've told you you're a basic white power. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we did black truffle, like actual fresh black truffles. Um, but it's like one of those things. I did Saffron rose pistachio butter. Oh, wow. So, like, when I say, like, the, the, the I have, like, hesitation. That was a pricey one. The, the saffron pistachio. Yeah. Not more than the truffle. I got the saffron yeah, say, tr- from, black free from a guy I was expensive. seeing, so the saffron didn't so cost me anything. The, <laughs> the, those baking challenge shows, where it's the, like, the normal people baking shows, like, worst cooks in America. Uh-huh, have you seen uh-huh, that one? Yeah. So, I was watching one episode of that, and this guy's got this thing of the saffron, and he, like, dumps. <gasps> The whole thing, like yeah. in a soup. It's, I make saffron rice, and I use like 
I don't know, maybe what? six stamens. Was it Sean or was it Cassie you were showing your your saffron? Uh, I don't remember. So one the one commentators like Alton Al, Al Brown or one of the they're like, well, that's a five hundred dollar thing of saffron. Yeah. <laughs> so I found a really cool way. If you do have saffron that I didn't know that you can even find online, you you extract it using an ice bath mm-hmm. um, with cold water, and so a lot of like if you're not. Yeah, you don't. I didn't know, right? And you do, you waste less saffron when you extract your yeah, saffron. Yeah, when I make like sa- when I make saffron rice, that's what I do. I'll put nice. I'll put some saffron in that's some so cold cool. water, and I use that water then to cook the rice. Yep, smart and man. It works out because there's no waste because you're also using water, that water. Like how you process rose water, same kind. Yeah, of kind of similar. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it doesn't take much. You just have to throw the statements. It in is water. a flour, right? A lot of it's, people don't realize saffron is a flour. What's fucking crazy is it's not a. Flower, it's the stamen of the uh, yes, flower. Yes, it's, it's so yes. they pull these flowers and the flowers themselves only have like five or six stamen per flower and they're hand plucking essentially the stamen off of flowers. That's it's why the naughty bits. It's more it's naughty just, bits. I am still wondering it's, how people figure out things like a stamen. Like, oh, this part oh, of the flower. I'm going to try this flower stamen. Oh, I mean, it definitely, it definitely comes from like someone eating the flower and going, oh, this is really good and figuring out that it's, the, that's the part. It's that part. I think of it's the also flower. like color. Like you always know with mm-hmm. a plant, what kind of color is it leaving behind? It's usually got a flavor to it. Yeah. And I think it happened in the Persian Empire. Yeah. If okay. I remember, all the good, spi- all the good spices came from that part of the world. I know. Let's go. <laughs> they do, still dis- do. Goats discovered coffee because goats were chewing the coffee and like, uh, they think that the first cheese was made in a goat stomach by accident because there were cultures in there. They were storing yeah, yeah, their milk that's in where, a bloated that's where they stomach. Store milk and wine was in in stomach. Yeah, and yeah. they're like, oh, it's kind of stinky. Yeah. Their wine, their wine skins and milk skins were all like goat stomachs <laughs> yeah. and sheep stomachs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, mm, turns out good. And now you can cheese get maggot cheese. <laughs> the cheese is we good. Ta- we were talking about maggot cheese the other day because there's that one cheese that has. Like live maggots in it. It's you're not supposed to be able to make it anywhere, but it's still made. But they culture it and they have live maggots that help make the cheese. And then when you open it up, there's still maggot larvae in it. But it's supposedly really, really good. Probably tastes like where, where, is, where does one get maggot cheese? Um, you can't legally. Well, of course, in the but States, you so. never can. Let me tell you that the black cheese, the black cheese market. Got to keep an eye out for big dairy. No, you it's do. Called, it's called Kasu Marzu. Um, and I'm trying to mean, uh, it's, sorry, it's Sardinian. Same, do the same people that make cheese out of their beard yeast, uh, or bread out of their che- beard yeast, uh, sell that, bread, that? Uh, no. This comes from it, uh, you can get a variation out of Corsica, France of it. Uh, the French, they know. Corsica Mezu is what it's called. They also there. have the best butter. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's, uh, that's a, that's, it's legit a type of cheese that you can get. Cheese is amazing. I mean, I guess it's just another protein. <clears throat> I guess you could try larva butter. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> some cricket butter. Grind cricket butter. Crickets, sprinkle them in there. A little dried cricket guts. A little bit of that. A little extra protein. Gross. Don't do that. When shit hits the, the fan, we'll come up with all waste, kinds of ideas. Don't waste Probably grasshoppers. Let's be honest. Don't waste good cream <laughs> on that stuff, man. Don't. don't. Where, so, yeah, where do you source your cream from? 
No comment. No comment, huh? Mm, yeah, got to keep things. don't want to give them up? Nope. Gotcha. They're all, are they all local? Yes, absolutely. We had to pick between organic cream or cream from Utah, and we picked Utah. Hopefully, yeah. we can inflict some change onto the system. Well, look, anyone that doesn't know, organic doesn't mean a damn thing. It doesn't, especially way. in dairy. It's the biggest fucking garbage statement on any product. It's, the whole, it's just like grade A, all of those different grades that really don't. No, the, the USDA, like Choice and Prime... Definitely means something that has to do with the amount of marbling that's in a meat, uh, a cut of meat. But like organic, yes, there are standards to become organically certified. That is a, a thing that you have to go through. But it doesn't fucking mean they don't use pesticides. Right. Yeah. And it means they don't use a certain amount of pesticides. Or a certain kind. I have a real bone to pick about grass-fed dairy as well. I don't advocate for it in cold climates at all. I don't think it's um, humane for cows that are being bred all the time and lactating to have to just eat grass. So especially need, in our climate. They need hay and then they need, need goat oats. Yeah. Yeah. They need oats to that. keep their energy high. And like if you're a small farmer, I'm sure you can grass feed your cows just fine, but not like mass producing. Never. Yeah. That's why I like Utah natural meats. And they don't <laughs> their their cows are not raised here. But they eat a lot of grass throughout their life. They just pasture graze. And then when they're getting close, uh, those last three months, they get really fat. Those are the cows you yeah. see at the ranch. Are the ones no, are. they're not. No. It's those the dairy the, cows. Those are the dairy, oh, those cows. dairy there cows. There are no meat cows at the their ranch The meat cows are, they have ranches. They got goats and chickens the and dairy cows The only ones you see are the dairy cows. They're just up the road, like. Like Are they? Box. Okay. Yeah. Literally. I, I think That's why I've he keeps pointing them? that way. They're really awesome. They, 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 I don't it's know. a husband and wife. And they they don't really do farmer's markets because they have their own little shop. Good for uh, them. That they have, I mean, I told you, there's like, well, we've had them on the show in. before you can go back. Yeah. They're yeah, awesome no, stores. I'll, yeah. Maybe they should sell my butter. Yeah, maybe you should you buy their talk cream. Talk to them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they might. Double, double. They don't, they don't have butter in there that I've seen. And I know they sell, so like they do, uh, I don't know, Abigail's Oven. Do you yeah, know her? Yeah. yeah. They sell I her. I the Abigail. Yeah, they sell her bread. Yeah. So she has a deal with them where they'll sell. And they have other local products in their shop that they sell. Um, raw butter is actually really hard to make. And I really only recommend you do it unless you do it at home. Because yeah, doing I, it at large scale is very difficult. I don't think that they would need it to be raw butter. They only serve the, they only sell the raw milk because yeah, yeah. people are crazy for that stuff. I don't know. Good. I don't. Well, they, I guess that there's a lot of people that take it for like anti-inflammatory. Oh, uh, for when they have like arthritis and stuff. Well, then I, I, well, I know when we had them on the show, they were saying that Certain babies have mm -hmm. something where the raw milk is like the only thing that that they can drink for a certain amount of time. I don't know exactly. Yeah, I don't. I don't drink milk. It's disgusting. Uh. So, I love cheese. <laughs> I love butter. I love ice cream. But milk is disgusting, and it gives me the worst stomach issues. <laughs> Even raw. Uh, I milk tastes disgusting to me. Okay, okay. Milk actually tastes like vomit to me now. <laughs> it didn't used to. Like I used to eat cereal with milk all the time, and as I've gotten older, I can't handle milk anymore. It's disgusting. I do like cream, like for stuff like if I use cream in things or I make whipped cream. Like I love like when you, dairy. Yeah, when you made the thing for the soup you made. I, I never liked. Even as a kid, I never liked milk. Like to just drink a glass of milk. Just... I'll drink chocolate milk. <laughs> yeah, that's sugar water. <laughs> That's like, you might as well drink Yoohoo. That's chocolate milk with water instead It's like of the people who pour their coffee and the creamer. Brrr. Oh, my kids. Brrr. My kids. It's true. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, you, we didn't even get to her question that she had for us. Oh, yeah. But I, thought yeah. Was a, I thought it was a good question to have on the show, so I'll let you ask that question. Yeah. What are your guys' favorite <clears throat> podcasts right now? I'll let Jeremy start. 
So I like Joe Rogan stuff. I wouldn't say that I'm a Joe Rogan listener, but I'll find someone that he interviewed that I like or a topic that I like, and I'll listen to those. Uh, the thing I like about Joe Rogan is it's really well produced. I realize it's not him really doing anything. He just shows up, but his stuff is well produced and he has a lot of good interviews and he just has a lot of really cool people. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really like Joe Rogan as well, but I can't fucking listen to all. He's, I mean, he produces like six or seven, like four hour episodes a yeah, week. That's like why I say I'll, I'll pick out interviews and I'll listen to the interview. Yeah. Usually what I'll do is I'll kind of like after a couple weeks pass, I'll scroll through and find like, Oh, he's talking to like, he has a fucking interview with Miller grass Tyson for three hours. I'm going to listen to that. Yeah, that, that, that one was, was a good one. There's a few people where you're like, I gotta listen to it. Yeah. Or like he has a topic and he, he like, what I like about that show, it's what I like about what we do is he lets people talk. They just have a conversation. Like what you can't get out of any normal news program. This is why podcasts are so amazing is normal news. You get five minutes, maybe 15. If there's like a panel that's having a discussion about something and it's mostly just people yelling back and forth. When you have a show like that, where you have two to three hours of like unfettered access, like you get to hear Elon Musk, whatever you think of him, you get to actually hear how he fucking thinks. Because when that guy talks, he talks as he's thinking and you can kind of see how his brain starts to work. And Joe will just ask a question and just like, let him talk for 20 minutes. They'll just go. So I really like that about have Joe you, did you, have show. You heard the Henry Rollins interview. No. That one is good. Yeah. So, and I, yeah, it's like a pick and choose. So that's not one I listen to tons of, but I try to find episodes yeah. that are, that are good. Um, I am a big news and politics guy. Um, so I have a, a, a couple different groupings of podcasts that I listen to. That's mostly what I listen to. Uh, so one that I listen to pretty, pretty consistently is called Breaking Points. And I think I've talked about it on the show. I think I've heard of it. Um, but it's a really good, if you want to know what's going on in the world and you don't want like a super slanted view one way or the other, you have a very moderate, uh, you know, left leaning person and a very moderate right leaning person that have really good discussions. They get, you know, really good people on the show. They have open talks about like, you know, what's going on and try to explain it at a more personable level so people can understand like, well, and they used to be on the Hill. So they have really good insight into. Oh yeah. They've got connections. Like they live in the DC area. They're really, you know, tied into that. Um, and they went independent because what they, what they said is when they were on the Hill, they had a show called rising for years. that was really popular. And their problem was if they would do a piece about, Let's say, for instance, Diane Feinstein and how fucking she should not have been in Congress and should not have fucking died in office because they were weekended burning her ass for like a year. Like literally she well, her daughter had power of attorney, power of attorney in her everyday life because she couldn't function. But she's but like they would do a story on that. And then they would get blowback and the Hill would be like, you guys can't do that. You can't talk about that anymore. And they're like, we don't want to do that. Like we should be able to have that kind of conversation because it's real and people need to understand what's going on. So I like that show a lot. Um, they have a lot of good guests. Um, you know, not, the other thing about it is they're not perfect speakers, right? Like they, they, they clearly do their research, but 
they stumble over their words. It's not like hugely scripted. They have research and they talk openly about like what us. they know. Yes. <laughs> so I really like that show. Um, there's a bunch of other like political type stuff, a lot of sub stacks that I'll listen to here and there. Um, I also like, uh, I listen to a bunch of nerdy shit. So there's three or four different Magic the Gathering podcasts, um, <laughs> related to thing, you know, that, that sort of thing. Um, I listen to a couple of cruise podcasts and also YouTube channels. Cruise, so, like, cru- like on a motorcycle uh, cruise? No, like, like on a boat. Shit. Like, okay. like on a big a boat, boat. boat cruising. Okay. Um, because I, I love to do that. And so I'm obsessed we with have it. four cruises <clears throat> in the next 18 months. Oh, nice. Okay. Fun for you. That's how we, we went like on a vacation. Disney cruise in January. Oh, yeah. fun. Yeah. So, and then, um, one thing that I, I will give this podcast out to anyone. It is one of my favorite podcasts ever. It's a guy who's an Australian guy that was living in Europe for a long time. I don't even know where the fuck he is anymore. His name is Riley Knight. Um, but he does a, he's a, um, uh, a history buff. And he has a, he has a political sci- a degree in political science or degree in history. I can't no, remember. Half history. That's what uh, and yeah, so he has a podcast called Half Arched History. Um, I've heard some of his. It's pretty good. It's good? so good. Um, it, and even his it early it in a real funny way. Like even his early early episodes are are really good. I think, and they've he's gotten a lot better over the years. But they're like thirty to forty five minutes long. He keeps them pretty short, and he picks something. And so like he's done stuff on like you know um the American um you know Civil War, the Revolutionary War. Um, Didn't he do the one on ring, on FDR? He's done one on FDR. I yeah, think. that one was pretty good. He's he's done stuff, Boring. and it's not just it's not just U.S. stuff either. Like, Look at he, how old we are. <laughs> he's done stuff on Who's like FDR, the Twelve Days just War. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> <laughs> She's old enough to understand who FDR is. Something to do with the moon. I, yeah, probably. <laughs> I, you know, I I would be willing to bet that like people that are like early twenties probably don't know who FDR is or what he did. I hired someone who was born after nine eleven, and I was like, oh, yeah. that's weird, right? That's weird. So anyway, yeah, half hour history, really good. He's very upbeat. Um, he talks about stuff in a very fun and entertaining way. Um, and then what what murder porn she likes to like? Porn. She listens to a lot of murder porn. Oh, yeah, pretty murder much just porn. anything. I like to listen to stuff about cults, murder porn, Same. stuff like that. Um, What's your favorite cult? Besides the uh, Mormon the, church, that doesn't count. The, <laughs> my favorite, my actual favorite cult or my favorite cult podcast? Yes. Both. <laughs> I like um, Heaven's Gate. I'm a little disappointed I missed the boat with Hale. No, no. oh, no. I'm sure they'll let you in somehow. I can't remember. I can't remember the name of it, but I was just listening to one a few weekends ago. Um, that uh, it was on uh, the Seventh Day Event Adventists. Oh yeah, those guys are. And awesome. I was surprised <laughs> about how influential like, it started out with like a woman and stuff. So oh, cool. Yeah, kind just, of, you know, I'll, I like to listen to a lot of the ones that I've never heard of before, but it turns out that like they're still around. Like seven. Oh yeah, I didn't know that the Seventh Day Adventists and Mormonism and I think the Jehovah Witness they all came out of the same corridor. Yeah. What was all, going on? In almost that? all cults came out of that corridor. Or, oh, did like, they? In California, there's like a whole bunch of them that knew like, um, what's the Charles Manson. Yes, mm. the, and and not necessarily were inspired by him, but just happened to like know him or live down the street. From well, he him did want to be one of the Beach Boys. He, he did. He did also become basically a cult leader. So you, Brian Wilson, oh. yeah. who wrote all basically all the music for yeah. the Beach Boys, who 
probably four or five years in, they had to like almost kick him out because he was too psycho. He brought uh, Charles Manson home with him and said, I found this guy who really wants to be in the band. We should give him a try. And the rest of the, the group were like, oh. what the hell is wrong with you? He was friends with him for a while. And then when he, he is Brian him. the one that died kind of young? No. Mm-hmm. He's still oh. alive. Oh, well, then I saw him in Park City this summer. He's the brilliant. He, now he's super heavy. So yeah. what? Uh, <laughs> but then like. I, I listened to like medical mysteries, which was kind of interesting, but the, probably the podcast I listen to the most is called I Can't Sleep. Yeah, it's, we don't really listen to it, but we, it's, we I mean, get a lot I of playtime. I do, but I, so I have really bad insomnia. And, uh. How does listening to that stuff help? Well. It's literally just a guy, he's like <laughs> reading, like one time he was reading about fences. So like the Wikipedia this this, this guy fences. has this like very dulcet monotone voice and delivery, and so he literally reads Wikipedia like, pages. There's one on here that's on insomnia. There's one on oh. hot chocolate. Here, look that one. Hot chocolate. Yeah. So like we go to like before we go to bed, she turns on the podcast because it's one of those things. Like if you wake up in the middle of the night and you have insomnia or you have a brain There's like one about a bed. where. <laughs> Where do they have one about butter? They need one about like butter. Like when I wake up, if I wake up at two in the I mean, morning, honestly, he might. If I if I wake up at two in the morning and I get the thought like, oh shit, I didn't do this. I'm like, well, fuck it, I can't do it until tomorrow yeah, and anyway. To and sleep. I go back to sleep. But if Bree gets it, she's like, oh, I didn't do this and I didn't do this. And what about this thing? And what did Chris to do this? And yeah. Like I'll get sometimes I'll get texts in the morning from the night before while I was asleep. Like, hey, did you do this thing? Like at three in the morning. But when that's on. That like then I wake up and, and you I'm hear like, this oh, thing in your I brain can... and you just fall back asleep. I really want. I don't. Nec- I don't necessarily <laughs> always <laughs> fall like right back asleep, but it keeps my mind from like from activating, like, spinning like, off on. into so, the world. Also, I've learned a lot of shit. Like when I wake up in the morning and it's Sometimes going, I'm like, I just oh, kind of lay there here and like, this, oh, this is interesting. This is about planets. Yeah, it's like so. It's like the Matrix. They're downloading. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. So I'll just like spin through it and be like, oh. This one sounds interesting. It looks like I slept through it, and like that's where I'll start it. Um, you, Bailey? Uh, I can't do really serious podcasts sometimes because it just gets my anxiety up. So um, I love my favorite one right now. is called Two Dykes and a Mic. It's two lesbian comedians, and it's so freaking funny. And then um, You Were Wrong About is my other favorite one, but they don't make as many but they like take like big cultural moments in history and then like open them up and say hey this is what the media was saying this is is what actually happened right and so isn't it amazing how much different like reality is from what media portrays and stuff well it's like when they were having the riots in Salt Lake a few years ago so a friend of ours (laughs) lives right there and he was, and we like had a block show. away. And yeah, like you can and see him out of the like, He was like, I've got all my friends. To, Are you okay? That's all right. And it's like, there there's is, something going there on. Is. So he like gets in his car and he starts driving around and he finds the right on one. It was like one square block. <laughs> little square block. Terrifying. And he's like, is this what they're talking about? And, and he said, he's like, literally there are. There are moms walking with their baby strollers, like on the, like, on the like other looking, side of the street, looking at what's going on. <laughs> yeah. But the news made it out to be like downtown Salt Lake is like burning downtown. Burning. Well, to be fair, they someone took a shit on a cop car. A dude shot someone with a bow and arrow. So it did get crazy, and they turned a cop car over crazy. and lit it on fire. Right? However, it all happened like in this, it was like a one block radius. Very I was area. actually down there too, trying to get to a doctor's appointment, and I thought the same thing as like, oh. 
Okay, so you guys are just like over there. Okay, well, I still have to go. So, like, just keep it on your side of the street. Yeah, keep it right there on that little <laughs> yeah, one block. Yeah, exactly. So but, I've seen bum fights that were bigger than that. It's what the media wants you to see. So, yeah, yeah they make it look like yeah. this. What, what, what people are most likely to be afraid it's, of. It's what I'm trying to teach my oldest daughter right now to do because she's, she's on the verge of being 26 and she gets caught up in all of it. And I'm like, you've got to remember to to check where that's coming from and make yeah. sure. And if you see something on TikTok or YouTube, don't just believe the first thing that you see. Yeah. Everybody go, has a motive. Go do some research. Like go actually look up stories, look up and look And don't trust American media. Yeah, I mean really the best investigative journalism happening right now is mostly on things like Substack where you can go get privatized journalists because a lot of the big news groups just they don't want to run stories like that anymore. So, like, they don't want to run. CNN doesn't want to tell you about the fact that, like, half a million people in Gaza are fucking going to die here in the next month or so. And most right? of them are children. Yeah. Like, over half, 60% are under the age of 16. Yeah. Right? And, like, they don't want to tell you that. All they're going to talk about because is... Because we're supporting Israel. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. anyway, that's neither here nor there. We're not going to talk about <laughs> so, that so much. But so, yeah, that's, that's, so that's how good. can people get a hold of you? How yeah. can they buy your butter? Yeah, you can buy my butter. Um, follow me on Instagram. Keep track of us as we keep kind of growing and trying to get our butter in more places. Our goal is to get it in more stores so that you can go to more local independent stores and buy our butter there. So it, it benefits a lot mm-hmm. of people that way. Um, but we will have some sales opening up on our website over the next couple months. And, you know, butter's really hard to ship. So, I, I don't really like shipping it because um, I want to make sure it gets to you perfect. You got to get it. Nice. So what's, what's the website? Mountainborncreamery.com. You can see all their flavors and cool stuff on there. Yeah, I was updating it today, so hopefully it's all oh, put back together. Right. Okay, we have our weekly affirmation. Hold on, let me get... Let's go with this one. Ooh. Weekly affirmation. Let's go. It's purple. So forgive the fuck out of someone today. There we go. No, thank you. <laughs> You're probably <laughs> thinking it's not that easy. Sorry, but yes, the fuck it is. Take all the energy you've put into being mad and making a case for how wrong so-and-so is and let that shit go. Start small so you can get the hang of it. The driver who just cut you off, yell, I forgive you, and wave. <laughs> Secret bonus perk. That's actually kind of funny. That would probably piss them off. Forgiving someone usually pisses them off worse than anything else. Uh-huh. <laughs> Did you it write the true. card? No, no just yeah, kidding. I did. That's just a, <laughs> that's just a true statement. So, uh, yeah, you can follow us on social media at TNU Podcast. Uh, you can go out to our website, hotdog-water.com or theutah.com. Either one works. We're on um, Twitter. It's dying, but we're still there. Is it called X. Twitter anymore? X. X. The, the platform formerly known as Twitter is how Let most people you, refer to it. Facebook is gone. Um, X is still around. I, so Twitter was never a big platform for a lot of normal people communicating. It's really kind way. of a newsy kind of thing. Twitter has always been a platform for people to post. Um, well, when it stopped being like at the gym, at the grocery store, because if <laughs> anyone that remembers Twitter in the early days, that was Twitter. Right? You had hey, a really short character. Hey, we limit. made Twitter what it is. That's how it was. <laughs> uh, and it kind of grew into this place where that's where you can push out your stories. Like, if you're an independent journalist, you can throw it up on Twitter. And, you know, even even the news media is like, fucking Twitter sucks. They'll post their fucking link to their story on Twitter on about Twitter. Twitter sucking. 
Like that's how Twitter is used now. It is the as a quickest way to, way to see like out. a fire, a natural disaster, like anything like that. Go on Twitter, you'll find it. Quickly. It's also TikTok it, can be if you're on the right places. Yeah, I am. Not I, on I the really right like place. TikTok for stuff like that. The, the problem under the desk <clears throat> news. She's yeah, one of she, my favorites. They do a great job. The problem live stuff is super interesting on all there of those platforms. Whether it's Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, it doesn't fucking matter. The shit that you see when you're just scrolling through there, whether it's the For You page or the feed, that is their algorithmic thing that they want you to look at. Whatever you you're have, watching. You have you, cultivated that to be attuned to you. So, I share all of that amazing stuff with Bree. Yeah. So one, <laughs> one thing that I will tell you is just to be careful when you're using any social media platform because they all run algorithms that do that because they want to keep you engaged. Um, one thing you can do, honestly is once you've found a bunch of people that you like to follow, you'll notice that sometimes they stop showing up on your feeds regularly and you have to go into your space where you're looking at the people that you follow. So um, just just be careful. Shadow band is that what they call it? Yeah, shadow uh, band. I tell people that we're all participating on a free version of Instagram, that the real version is the paid part where everyone pays to get your attention. Yeah, and and uh, and Instagram is actually a huge, humongous platform now. At the, at the moment, Instagram it's one of the probably the most popular. It still yeah. is staying uh, power. Also, YouTube uh, and YouTube Shorts are really starting to take Gen over. Gen Z loves YouTube still. Yeah. yeah. Well, YouTube's great. There's more video shared on YouTube than anywhere I've heard them else called the Zoomers now instead of Boomers. Yeah, because they're they're mimicking like what Boomers are. They're very like don't put periods at the end of your sentence because the, because you seem mad. Why don't you just fucking use grammar? It's a fucking grammar. sentence. That's where the period goes. Like, what do you want me? Where do you want me to put the fucking period? We're Gen Xers, in case yeah. you couldn't tell. Yeah, I know. <laughs> my, uh, you know, my 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 favorite thing that I've seen lately He's is He's a like, millennial, but he doesn't like I'm it. I'm not a fucking millennial. You're a millennial? Um, but that, he doesn't like it. He calls himself a zennial. So I was born in 81. trying to hone in on my generation. I was born in 81. Elder millennial. And 81 <laughs> is, a, is really a, in between. There's like four or five years that are in between where... And it kind of depends on where you grew like up. Like what your circumstance or, yeah. was. I'm as Gen X as they come. I was a fucking latchkey kid whose mom wasn't around. I think Jeremy and I are more Gen technology. X than you. <laughs> Since we were actually Gen X. I don't even want to hear it because you weren't a fucking latchkey kid. So I was too. Whatever. You don't think I went home to an empty house ever? I went home to an empty house every day. Okay, well, I did. Um, but but anyway, so you do the, sound my, like an exer. My favorite my favorite thing is when um you'll see like I mean, I, he has been married to me for thirteen years. So. You'll see a you'll see a video uh and like like a like a zoomer or or a, a Gen Z will will say something like, "Hey, how come no one ever like talks about Gen X? Like what what about the shit that they did?" And then like it's just a stream of stitches oh, you, or you like didn't do anything attach attach videos where it's like. They call us the they call us the quiet generation for a reason. Like we are the fuck around and find out generation. Like we drank water from a garden hose. We, we didn't, didn't take pictures of our food before we ate it. Like they had to make we had to go to the library to actually do research. They had to make commercials to remind our parents we fucking existed. It's Why are true. your kids it's, like it's ten o'clock? Like Where are your kids? Your generation loves Disneyland. No, uh, no he loves Disneyland. Yeah, I it's Disneyland. I don't love Disneyland it's because. We were so poor, we never got to go. Yeah, oh, it was uh, it okay. was the, it was the dream we were never able to achieve. Me growing up, so I was thirty five the first time I went. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Though. I was fourteen. I thought it sucked then. Um, I got to go with my dad one year. Like he planned it. It was the only. That's the millennial in him. Uh, and then it, the Disneyland sucked. 
at Disneyland still sucks. <laughs> I know a lot of millennials that love Disneyland. There's a lot of millennials love Disneyland. I fucking think it's stupid. I hate it. Um, and with that, that's how we're going to end the show. <laughs> Fuck Disneyland. Um, and uh, grow up, kids.